Welcome to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. This podcast is for you, and I welcome you to come as you are. There is no judgment here, just folks doing everything they can to stand in their power and show up every single day. So if you're looking for inspiration, welcome. If you're looking to level up or to make a change or you just need a minute, welcome. And if you're looking for some perspective on your circumstances, either personal or professional, well, that's my jam. No matter why you're here, I'm glad you are. And this message is for you. Welcome to my village. We are going to start talking about action, right? And taking action. So this is action month. And, you know, I, as I think about this, there's, there's, there's just so much going on. There is there are so, there's social justice work going on. There's education work going on. There's political work going on. There, there's just so much stuff happening right now that is um, that that gives opportunity for you to find your thing and then do something, right? To get engaged, to be involved, all those kind of things. The other thing is about taking action is often we decide there's something that we want, something we believe, something that is important to us, and. We don't necessarily know what action to take and therefore we take no action. We sit and we stew or we wait until the action is perfect, right? One of my very first coaches said, you know, the P imperfections, the P imperfection stands for poison, right? We're waiting for our action to be perfect. Well, there's also another piece of this and I can't remember if I talked about this last week or not, but it was an aha moment for me. And I say it because it may also be an aha moment for other black women of a certain age, other people of color of a certain age, that it's not about perfection. Because many times when people say, just go, just go do it, just take the first step. And we're going to talk about that because it is important. I'm going to talk about that, but I want to give you this, this context first. Just take the first step. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be perfect. If you're in business, launch it ugly. You know, all of the things that we say for people to, to start to just start, to just get moving. What I realized was it is not a battle of perfectionism, not wanting to not be perfect or wanting to be perfect, right? Wanting everything to be buttoned up and tied up. And now there is a part of that, right? But there's a deeper drive for that, at least for me. There's a deeper drive for that. And I would argue for a number of people who grew up like me, with parents like me, you know, those kind of things. There's a, there's a deeper issue that's not tied to perfection. It is tied to that narrative that we were all reared with about you got to be better, you got to be faster, you got to be smarter, you got to work harder, you got to do all of these things just to be considered. And it still may not happen, but that's like the baseline for you. Harder, faster, better, all the things, right? If you look like you, you can't just dial it in. That's not, that, that's not going to work. You have to do more. And what's underlying that is, is not perfection, but excellence. Excellence. And the reality that, you know, that old saying of you only get one time to make a first impression, right? And the fact that scientifically people have shown, I think it's seven seconds, right? People take seven seconds to make their first decision about you when they first engage with you. And it's even shorter when you talk about social media and technology, right? People getting on your website, you got about two or three seconds to get them engaged. It doesn't take long for people's attention spans to be gone. 
And so when I looked at that taking action and some things that I am launching, and you, you're going to see them this month, that I'm launching, I was really starting to battle, like many of the people that I work with and talk to, really starting to battle, what is taking me so long? Why am I so reluctant to just, just move, just do it, right? Like Nike, just do it, just make it happen. And it wasn't about perfection. Like what was this that was holding me back from launching ugly? And it's not about perfection for me, but it is about excellence. Because since you only have one time to make a first impression and the societal reality is that I don't get to be imperfect and still retain, right, that engagement when I show up in this, in this person. I don't have the same leeway afforded or the same grace afforded societally, right? Now, I'm spreading peanut butter here, but I don't necessarily have the same grace afforded. There's an immediate, ah, see, words spelled wrong, buttons don't work. See, that's just, that just tells you what kind of business she's going to do, right? Now, is some of that projecting? Absolutely, right? Some of that's experiential and we project our experiences onto, our past experiences onto future experiences. So that is valid, right? Some of that is, is, is projecting. And that is real experience. It's real lived experience about excellence and being excellent. We're seeing that happen with Roz Brewer, CEO of Walgreens, came into something that was not stellar, that had all kinds of issues going on, all kinds of madness that had been started way before she even got there, right? Things that had set in place that you wouldn't see the impact of those until much later. And now she's in the crap storm, now she's gone, right? Because all of a sudden she's responsible for not having turned around something that other people couldn't turn around either, right? It's that cleanup woman syndrome. Put the black woman or the woman of color into the really bad situation that nobody else has been able to clean up and then expect them to clean it up. Been there, done that, experienced that myself. That's real, right? And so we have this, this overarching thing about being excellent in order to take action. Now, the other side of that is we have to take action. It is important to finally take action, whatever that looks like for you. And that's where the crux of this conversation gets to be a little bit sticky because it ties into a lot of the things we've talked about before, right? Taking action, for some reason, we always think that taking action means you have to take something big. It has to be a big splash. It has to be overwhelming. It has to be this huge, big, eventful thing. It does not. Sometimes action is just a baby step forward because forward is forward. Sometimes action is just saying no to something else. Sometimes action is just sending out the one email. Sometimes action is just writing the email and putting it in your box in draft so that you know it's there, right? It's done. You've taken it off the list. Sometimes your action is writing things down that you need to get done. Action doesn't have to be big and bold and public for it to be valid, for it to be effective, or for it to be something that moves you forward into that vision that you've solidified, that you've clarified. Action doesn't have to be earth shattering to be valid. What it has to be is done. It has to be 
taken. There has to be movement, momentum, energy towards that thing, right? It is a choice to either be in action or to be in inaction, right? An imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. Do something. Go somewhere. Write something. Post something. Have the meeting. Have the conversation. Set up the meeting. Get out of your office. Get up from your desk. <laughs> Turn the computer on, right? Go fill your water bottle, right? Do something that moves you forward. If, like me, you're trying to get back into drinking the water the way you need to drink water and being much more vigilant around the things you need to be doing, you first got to fill the bottle. You got to fill the bottle. And then you got to drink from the bottle. And you got to keep drinking and keep drinking until the bottle's empty so you then can fill the bottle up again. Right? If the goal is to drink more water, you've got to do something to drink more water. Maybe for you, it's just buying the bottles of water and you can count, you know, all, I only have to do eight of these to get all my water in. And that works for you. Or you're like me, you know what? I can't, I'll lose track. I won't be paying attention. But if I do a bigger bottle, I know I need to, I only need to drink two of these. I can keep a count of two in my head with all the other stuff that's going on. And if by a certain time I'm like, oh, I haven't even finished one. I know it's time to get moving. Little things, little things help you move towards big progress. Little things help you create momentum, right? Everything doesn't have to be some big, bold, major move. And sometimes because we're looking for the big, bold thing, we do nothing and we get stuck. And we wonder why nothing is happening. We wonder why we get in that dorsal, oh my God, I can't believe nothing's happening. Let me just, I just, I can't do anything else today. I just can't. I just, I, ugh, all the things, right? It is also important if you're really going to take action to have a level of belief that what you're doing, that you have the ability, the capability, the drive, the purpose, the whatever to do it. It's important that you remember why you're doing what you're doing, the impact that you're trying to make, why you're trying to make that impact, you know, all the things, all those things are critical, right? I was listening this morning um, to Joyce Meyer and I try to listen to her, you know, every Tuesday, Thursday, because normally I'm, I'm working out um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I try to listen to her every Tuesday, Thursday morning. Great way to start the day. And this always happens. I've talked about this before. If we, if we, when we are quiet and when we are still, the message we need comes to us. And so for me, it just happens to be um, through listening to this and kind of getting myself grounded and started that day after my meditation. And so um, she was talking today about, you know, you've, you have got to believe in the gifts that you have. You've got to be willing to say that you are great at something, good at something, exceptional at something that we've got to get this thing out of our head that it's bragging when we're talking about the things, that, especially if you believe that they are your divine gifts. 
It's not bragging if you really believe that there are gifts that are given to you that are going to enable you to serve the way you're supposed to serve, right? And part of that is tone and, and, and delivery and all that kind of stuff. She wasn't, she wasn't going deep into that. Um, and that's not where, where I'm going with it either. But when you think about action, a lot of times our reluctance to take action is because we don't really believe that we have the skills, the capability, the intellect, the, the physical capability, all the things to be able to do the action that is going to move us closer to the vision that we have, right? Our belief in our ability is somehow misaligned, right? Because if we've done the alignment work, then we at least have a basis for that belief in our own capability, our own genius, right? And we have the knowledge of where we have gaps and how we want to fill those gaps. Because part of taking action is, you know what? That is not my genius. I do not know how to do that. And it is not the highest, best use of my time to learn to do that. Did y'all hear me? It is not the highest, best use of my time to learn to do that. Yes, I'm talking to me too, right? Because there's some control in that. There's some control in wanting to know how to do all the things. Because if you know how to do all the things and something goes wrong, you can fix it. You don't have to rely on somebody else. If you know how to do all the things, then you can just do all the things. I hear this a lot with CEOs. It's just faster for me to do it. Instead of explaining it to someone, it's, it's easier for me to do it. I hear it with lots of leaders. It's easier if I just do it. Instead of trying to explain it to somebody, worrying that they're not going to get it done, they're not going to understand it. I gotta, it takes me more time to explain it than to just do it. But if you pause and think about how much time you're spending doing that thing instead of doing the thing that you are supposed to be doing, time is not renewable. How could you be moving your organization forward? How could you be better developing your team? How are you creating leaders if you never give anybody else the opportunity to do the thing that they're actually supposed to be doing and you're not? Right. Getting that real understanding of taking action is understanding not only that I have to move to take action, but I have to be really clear about what action I'm taking and why. Why am I taking this particular action? How does this particular action move me forward towards the goal that I have? How does this particular action tie in with the thing that I need it to tie in with? How does this particular action move me towards my vision and stay aligned with who I am and where I am, right? And how does this particular action, no matter how small it is, keep me in forward momentum? Um, Jenny asked me yesterday, she's like, how do, you, how do you know, you know, when is it time to take action? And I'm like, well, part of it is, and, and which action to take, right? And part of it is, does the action that you're taking actually move you forward? If you can still see the vision in mind, right? Then you can understand, is this just a detour that I'm doing? Is this just another piece of information that I'm gathering? You're active in the action that you're taking. It's not just by accident. It's intentional, right? When there is intent behind something, it makes it so much easier to be tied to the ultimate goal, the ultimate vision that you're trying to have, right? The ultimate place you're trying to go. 
the ultimate service you're trying to do, the ultimate impact you're trying to make. The actions are tied to something. And if you're leading other people, one way to enable others and support others and guide others into taking action is instead of doing the thing yourself because it's just easier to do that, how about you set up guidelines and guardrails for them? You can go listen to my podcast about that, guidelines versus guardrails. How about setting up guidelines and guardrails and then giving them freedom to operate within those, giving them a place to think through, how do I want to do this? How am I going to make this happen? How is this going to show up? Because the person who's leading me is giving me freedom to learn and grow and develop. All they've told me is just don't let me be surprised, right? If something really goes downhill fast, I need to know. My philosophy is always good news should travel fast, bad news should travel faster. We can fix just about anything if you let me know. It's hard to fix it after the fact, although that can be done too. It's much easier to course correct than it is to fix, right? After the fact, we can do course correction. So how can you enable others around you to take action by setting up guidelines and guardrails and giving them freedom to operate and giving them direction and giving them guidance and support and mentoring, right? And then by doing that, you have freed up your time to take the action that you need to take. To spend that time really thinking deeply about what it is you want to do and where you want to go. How you are going to serve bigger. What impact it is that you want to make. It gives you more freedom to live. To have the life that you want to have. To be a part of something bigger than you or to just rest. How about that, right? Who is it, Nedra Tawab, rest is, resist, is resistance? Sometimes the action we need to take is to intentionally sit still, to intentionally think, to intentionally discern and, and imagine and dream. Sometimes that is the action we need to take because out of that, comes infinite possibility. Out of that comes our ability and capability to do incredible things, right? Out of that comes a clarity of vision that we may never, ever, ever have seen had we not taken the time, right, to think. I also heard something today or read something today, there was a, um, an article on LinkedIn um, and the, it was in the Black Executive Network. Her name was uh, Jennifer Witter. She was making a commentary on, on uh, concrete, concrete ceilings, not glass ceilings, because those are only for certain, some people, concrete ceilings. Um, and the idea, you know, with a concrete ceiling, you don't even know if there's a sky. All you see is concrete. And, and she was talking about imposter syndrome and all the things, right? The things that, that keep us from moving. And, and that's what made me think about and, and tie it to this particular topic today because that, that whole idea of imposter syndrome and not thinking we're worthy and not thinking we're good enough and all of that kind of stuff can keep us from moving in action, can keep us from, from taking action against things because we just don't think we're worthy. And there's a whole 
a whole conversation we can have about imposter syndrome and the validity of imposter syndrome on um, black women and women of color and whether or not that's the real thing now. Is it really imposter syndrome or is it something else? Um, and you heard, you heard Legina Ray Harris talk about that briefly, you know, imposter syndrome is, that's not it for her, right? That's not something that she, she struggles with. And I would argue that many of us don't struggle with that. We've been told we struggle with imposter syndrome, but is it really that? Or is it the setup? Is it that strive for excellence in our actions so that everything we do do is done with excellence, is done exceptionally well, is unquestionably stellar? Is it that rather than imposter syndrome? Is it knowing that we have put our blood, sweat, and tears into making sure that it is excellent and exceptional? And yet, and yet, there's always going to be room. There's always room for improvement, but there's always going to be room for someone ex outside of that work to tell us why it wasn't good enough, why it wasn't right, or why it wasn't possible to do the thing, why your solution to something can't possibly be done. I've had that happen. Where someone asked me for, for a solution, I provided a creative solution and was told it couldn't be done because they'd never seen it before. But then we did it anyway. And I didn't even have to say, I told you so. Because the thing they said wasn't gonna happen, happened in spades because what I'm not is new. <laughs> I may be new to you, but I'm not brand new, right? As they say. But that response to the actions that we take can keep us in inaction. That desire to move with excellence, exceptional excellence, not necessarily perfection, but unquestionable excellence to deliver without exception exactly on our word, to deliver on our commitments, to be there in a way that is mindful, that is representative of who we are and whose we are and who, who we are trying to be and striving to be. There's so many things that we have to watch for. And sometimes that impedes our ability to actually take even small steps. We get paralyzed in the analysis of all of the things that could possibly happen in response to the action that we take. There's Pete. All of those things, right? Sometimes can keep us from moving where we know and believe and want to move. And yet, and yet, at a much deeper level, I think we all know that sitting still and doing nothing is also just not, that's just not acceptable. Not if we truly do want to be the leaders we really want to be and make the impact we want to make. We have to do something. We have to move. We have to take action. We have to be engaged, right? Those things are critical to the impact we want to make. We cannot sit still. It's why I harp so much on educating yourself around the issues that are happening. 
educate yourself around the things that are going on that are going to impact you and your family and your community. Marching is not my thing, but having this platform and talking about it is. Right. Donating my time is. And in some cases, depending on what it is, donating my money is. Right. Those are the actions I can take. The actions of telling people how you can serve them. Right. That's a big one for many of us. For those of us who are solopreneurs in particular, go ahead and put your, your offer out there, letting people know I am open for business. It's scary. It is really scary. And that action is also necessary. If your purpose is to serve, you cannot serve if people don't know you're there to serve them. If your goal is to be CEO, to be the next Ross Brewer, you have to show up. You have to do the work. You have to let people know, no, I am exceptional. I'm going to continue to deliver. I'm going to make things happen, right? Good morning, Dr. Hickman. I'm going to make things happen. And you are going to have to justify why not, as opposed to asking yourself why. That's what I tell young people all the time when they are interviewing. You want them to leave with, why wouldn't we hire them? Why wouldn't we? Why would we miss out on this opportunity for this exceptional talent? Why wouldn't we put her as our next VP of business development? Why wouldn't we put her as our next CEO? Why wouldn't we put her as the next business lead? Why wouldn't we? Because then that forces people to dig into the deeper questions of why wouldn't they? Because if you are in action, you are developing your skills, you are mastering your craft, you are showing up, you're developing others, you're having tough conversations, you find a way to be clear and respectful because you don't have to be ugly to be candid. You find a way to speak truth to power in a way that's heard. You stand for something so you don't fall for everything. If you're doing all of that, you're in action doing all of that, then your inability to get to that next promotion is not about you. Your inability to get there is about something outside of you, right? Maybe that's not the right organization. Maybe that next step is really meant to be somewhere else and bigger. As my friend Lanier always reminds me, sometimes rejection is protection. Maybe not getting that means that that door is closed. So the other bigger one, better one is waiting for you. And they had to close that in order for you to be ready for the other one. You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and for connecting. You can find previous episodes of the podcast on my website at laurelrutledge.com forward slash podcast. You can also find me on social media at Laurel K. Rutledge and or The Rutledge Perspective. And I'd love your perspective on the things we talk about. And if there's a specific topic you want me to cover, just let me know. And please share this podcast with someone in your village who may need this little piece of perspective today. And if you're so inclined, I would really appreciate a five-star rating and review on the platform of your choice. Apple Podcasts and Spotify reviews are particularly helpful. Thank you again for listening. Take care.